0: Welcome, I'm Max Horowitz, producer and host of Penderecki In Memoriam podcast. This podcast is created by Anna Peżanowska and presented by Polish Cultural Institute New York. Penderecki In Memoriam podcast unveils a multifaceted portrait of Krzysztof Penderecki with commentary from musicians, colleagues, radio programmers, and writers who lend insight and memories of Poland's greatest modern composer. This podcast is part of Penderecki in Memoriam Worldwide Project, honoring the life and legacy of the great composer. Thank you to project partners Dukes, Naxos, Ludwig von Beethoven Association, and Schott EAM for sharing Christoph Penderecki's music with the world. Since becoming the first non-Russian pianist since Van Clyburn to win the gold medal at Moscow's Tchaikovsky Competition in 1986, Barry Douglas has established a major career as a virtuoso soloist, conductor, and as artistic director of Camerata Ireland and the Clan Boy Festival. Barry Douglas has worked with many of the major orchestras around the world, and in 2002, he received the Order of the British Empire, OBE. Barry, it's a pleasure to welcome you to the Penderecki Podcast.
1: Thank you, Max. It's great to talk to you.
0: Barry, you're one of Penderecki's favorite pianists, and I wanted to discuss your performances and recording of the Concerto Resurrection, the Naxos recording, and specifically the 2007 Cincinnati Symphony world premiere, which was conducted by the great composer. Penderecki wrote the piece in 2001-2002, and you have always had a great joy for it and continued to perform it. Tell us a bit about your remembrances of these performances, the world premiere, and how your are thoughts about this work have evolved over the years.
1: Well, I think it's one of the most important works of the last 50 to 100 years. It's a huge scape, a seascape, a landscape, rather like a Mahler symphony. It's all in one movement and the piano is part of the orchestra and the orchestra is part of the piano and it's a kind of concertante kind of style interlaced with all of these amazing cadenzas which always occur at a moment of great drama. And I remember going to Penderecki's house in Krakow and he was working away in it and he would say Look, I've written another couple of pages. What do you think of it? So over a Polish vodka, I had to give a sensible response to the great composer and then we were having a lunch a lot of musicians and Mr and Mrs Penderecki the wonderful Elzebieta he's he's a fabulous woman and Yuri Bashmet the wonderful Russian viola player he stood up and he said do you realize this is like we're having lunch with Beethoven and Penderecki was sitting there blushing away because he was a very modest guy and that's exactly what it was you know he was just a Beethoven figure. hugely creative and tireless in his creativity and also tireless in his support of musicians and young musicians. So for me, when I got to know him uh, and then he he wanted me to play the piano concerto, it was a moment of huge importance for me. I suddenly realised that this is like God saying to you, you've done well and we want you to do something else for us. And so it's been a huge pleasure right from the beginning when I played in the September festival in Warsaw. Just to explain, there have been several versions. Manny Axe did the first version premiere with the Philadelphia Orchestra. And then, at Christoph, he wrote a second version, which I premiered in Warsaw. Then, lo and behold, as you mentioned, Cincinnati, he wrote a third version, which he told me about only three or four months before, where he added another 13 minutes to the piece. So I got busy learning that and the premiere was in December of 2007 it was huge because that made the piece almost even better balanced because it was an amazing story from beginning to end but he kind of put a lot of material in a slightly different guise that had been earlier in the piece he put at the end of the piece and it made this beautiful kind of arch image of what music should be about and then I had recorded the second version with the composer, with Christoph, in Katowice, with the Philharmonic Orchestra, Radio Philharmonic Orchestra, and then I recorded the third version in Warsaw with the Warsaw Philharmonic and Anthony Witt, so there are two recordings from me. I think many other people have recorded it too.
0: There have been so many comparisons about this piece to Mahler, also comparisons to Rachmaninoff
1: Absolutely, with any composer we hear Haydn in Beethoven, we hear Beethoven in Schumann and that's normal because these composers develop out of what the past has contained. It's only natural that you'll hear whether it's Rachmaninoff or especially also Shostakovich in Penderecki's music, but it's only an echo. This is where he has amassed all these influences and created something incredibly beautiful. And of course, as we all know, he had his avant-garde phase where he wrote wonderful things like the capriccio for oboe and strings, Mm. threnody for the victims of Hiroshima, Mm. and before his late style, which has produced incredible things like the concerto for three cellos, this piano concerto, the violin sonatas, incredible works. Mm. And also a lot of sacred works, of course, as well.
0: resurrection in this piece refers to the melody that's based on a chorale. The piece was initially written as a capriccio for piano and orchestra, and then was completed after the tragedy of 9-11, and Penderecki actually wrote the chorale on
1: 9-11. Yeah, when he talked to me about 9-11, like of course so many people in America and around the world, it made a huge impact. It was like it was a lightning bolt into his psyche where he changed direction with the piano concerto he suddenly realized that this uh, piano concerto should talk about the human spirit and how no matter what evil and what happens in the world human beings humankind can make something from the ashes and the debris and i think that was very much his spirit it should be something which was inspirational of course but also an almost kind of religious fervor not in any narrow sense of the word religious but religious in terms of humankind seeing outside itself and making such a bold statement as to on the one hand defy what had happened but also pronounce that humankind is bigger and better than this
0: You've got plenty to do on this concerto and you read the world premiere entirely from memory.
1: Yeah, that was when the new ending was two or three pages long for Warsaw. This was in September 2002 when I played it in Warsaw at the Modern Music Festival, Contemporary Music Festival. I decided early on I was going to memorize it because I wanted to feel free because it's a huge score physically like double what a normal A4 score is and I didn't want to be worried about that whether it was going to fall off the stand or I couldn't turn the page or something and so I just from the start I said I'm going to learn this from memory so I'm glad I did it's funny when you learn something very well something that's difficult you learn it very well because you have to really study at it because you don't want to forget any of it it stays with you forever and every time I've come back to performing it, the last time was January last year 2020 in Estonia at the festival there you know even two weeks out I almost don't have to use the score because I learnt it so well. Musicians, if they learn something at the last minute and they learn it very quickly, it tends not to stay much longer in the memory. But if you really learn it very, very carefully, it does stay with you.
0: Penderecki in his later years to Bartok, not in style so much, but in the way these composers consolidated their earlier innovations into a more approachable framework. And you've been quoted as saying Penderecki has absorbed all of his past to shine now in a more accessible
2: way.
1: Rather like Bartók and his third piano concerto, which tended to come back to a more lyrical, more tonal way, especially after the first two piano concertos. it was not so much that they're trying to make it accessible, not that they didn't have an inner peace before, but there's some kind of equilibrium they find, found, and the music sits in this equilibrium. I don't think they set out to do it like that, it just kind of happens in a very natural way. My orchestra camarade and I we've done his Serenade for Strings and that is almost like the most amazing piece by Shostakovich. I mean all of Shostakovich of course is amazing, but Penderecki almost brings something new and quirky and distinct to that kind of language. Of course it's the Police Requiem as well for strings and we've done his Isshakon. These are pieces of great nobility and dignity. I think that's what shines with Penderecki in his later years, is this feeling of nobility in the right sense of the word.
0: Even by the mid-1970s, movie audiences were hearing Penderecki's music. But at that point, he began to adopt religious subjects and incorporate more tonality as an affirmation of humanity and the concerto illustrates that redemptive character.
1: Yeah, I mean of course Christoph was, I wouldn't say religious, but he was a very spiritual kind of person and and one can be spiritual and not be narrowly religious. He was both... Spent time with him and his lovely wife Elzbieta, you felt you were in the presence of something which was almost from the clouds, you know, like little angels. And you felt good and clean around them because they were so kind. And Elspieta had an encyclopedic memory. I mean, she could remember everybody's name that she'd ever met. And if they came up to her in the street five years later, she knew immediately their name and the history and everything just from memory. These were incredible people. But that idea of cathartic music, it's so right for Penderecki's later years. And we as an audience, we as musicians who play his music, feel that too.
0: So, just a general question, sort of jumping off this piece with the Threnody. Ah! Do you have any thoughts about that piece? The fact that he got so much international attention, it sort of made him a peer of Ligeti and Stockhausen.
1: Yeah, we've done it several times, Camarata and I. I invited Christoph to come to Ireland, and it was his first trip to the Republic of Ireland. He'd been to Northern Ireland, and I said to the university, University of Ireland, in Maynooth, just outside Dublin. And here's the great Penderecki's coming. And they said, we're going to offer him a Doctor of Music. And I said, that's brilliant. And he's going to come and he's going to conduct Trinity. I'm going to rehearse the piece with Camerata and a lot of young musicians. And then he's going to come in. It'll be rehearsed, so he just has to bring his magic to it. So I called Christoph and I said, the National University of Ireland would like to confer a Doctorate of Music on you. Is that OK? He said, oh no, not another one. <laughs> He said, I have 75 already. I said, please accept this because we're so thrilled you're coming. Eventually, of course, he did. It was more tongue-in-cheek, his response. So he came, that was in uh, my goodness, September 2009, 2010, something like that, in my festival I had near Dublin, Castletown. So we did his sextet, which I adore. I do it a lot, which is from 2001. And we did the Capriccio for Oboe and Strings. And one of our principal oboe, in fact, did that with the orchestra. And he conducted, as I said, I prepared the Trinity, and he conducted that, and it was absolutely incredible. What strikes me about Threnody is when you hear it for the first time it's pretty scary. (laughs) It has got this amazing fluidity and poetry about it with all the quarter tones and the glissandi and this lack of any kind of base of tonality or anything. It's more about raw emotion and raw, like, nature. Like waves crashing on a craggy cliff. Or a meteorite crashing into a distant planet. just breaks everything up and we learn that anything is possible in nature, anything's possible with humankind. And of course, when you compare Threnody and what happened in Hiroshima, in Japan, and also then 9-11 in America, there is some kind of distant link which shows what this man, this composer, this genius is made of. And Threnody is a huge symbol for us all and a warning as well to us all that we have to take care of each other a little bit better.
0: Barry, just to close out a final quote on his passing, he said, I'm so fortunate to have known the great composer Christoph Penderecki, a special person, genius musician, and such a great friend to so many of us musicians.
1: When you would visit or you'd be playing a concert and he would arrive in, it was like your family was arriving. You felt a warm feeling. You felt at home. You felt so incredibly happy to be there and nothing was too much for us all to do for him. And when we gathered around a dining table, whether it's in their home in Krakow or in a restaurant post concert, we were all together, it was the most amazing feeling to be with them. Elzbiet is fantastic, Christophe was fantastic, and we'll never forget him. <laughs>
0: Douglas, thank you very much for your great insights into Krzysztof Penderecki.
1: It's a pleasure. Thank you, Max.
0: This is Max Horowitz, producer and host of Penderecki In Memoriam podcast, created by Anna Peżanowska and presented by Polish Cultural Institute New York. Thank you to project partners Dukes Naxos, Ludwig von Beethoven Association, and Shot EAM for sharing Christoph Penderecki's music with the world. We appreciate you joining us in honoring and celebrating Penderecki's life and legacy. Make sure to subscribe.